This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat Overtime Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor, and it starts right now. Now, let's go to the WTC Gig-Powered Studios. Here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to the overtime. It's Friday. I hope it's nice out, guys. Last week I said, boy, I hope it's nice out, and it like snowed in some parts of the state on Friday. Last Friday sucked. I don't need any more cold weather. Hopefully it's done. If I have to be contained, contain me with warm weather. Tim Fitzgerald, Zach Carlson, Ryan Gilbert. Hooray. The three guys that are now low-tech and on a damn conference call together. We have unzoomed ourselves, and we're just doing a three-way call because sometimes simple is better, and I hope this sounds better for you, the listener. We're sponsored by The Fridge. Get into The Fridge. Back on in there. You can walk in the store. Uh, Technically, you don't have to back in. You can drive in. There's nothing. The government hasn't mandated only backing into liquor stores. It's coming probably knowing how the government's going about things. But you can drive in. You can walk into the store. You can stay away from people. Wear your mask. Get your liquor. Go to the checkout and leave like it's a real world except you're wearing a mask. And not robbing the place. I don't know when I finally get out of this house and I go someplace and I'm wearing a mask. If I won't be overcome by the urge to say, give me all your money. And you'll put my hand in my coat pocket and like it's a gun. I think I might just give it a shot, so to speak. (laughs) And you know, guys, the, the fridge now has an app. And you can order online. So they have this app you can just... Plug in your email and go order stuff and pay for it and roll up and they'll bring it out to you. Technology. The coronavirus is making us move ahead in technology. So now we do a whole bunch of online stuff and just get it all taken care of. People are getting used to shopping online. And you can get your booze online with an app. It's on my phone. Booze on my phone. This is brilliant. So get to the fridge or... Drive up to the fridge after you've ordered on your app, or you can just go to the website and order. It's awesome. Hell yeah. Let's get going. Your questions from Wabash Station. It's the overtime. You ask us anything, we will answer almost anything. Zach, bring it on. All right. Starting things off like we have the last couple weeks, Netflix check. What are you watching? What have you watched? I finally got through Ozark. Um... It's a show I greatly enjoy, but I have to say I watch Bosch on Amazon. It's my favorite show, and I flew through 10 episodes of that, and they're like 47 minutes because they're 
made for TV. I'm not sure where they show on actual TV, but they're made to be that length. So they're a little bit shorter than Ozark, which is made for Netflix in a full hour episode. But I flew through the 10 episodes of Bosch in 24 hours. And Ozark, wow. I kind of felt like I was grinding through it. Um, <laughs> the episode seemed to not move as fast. It took me you know, almost a full week to get through that. But it it was still really, really good. And and I just hit uh, play on a movie that I uh, had never heard of. It's obviously a you know direct uh, video, whatever you want to say, movie, or it's made overseas, and it's not very good. And I'm glad I can't remember the name of it. But I, I'm I'm kind of in between things. So I hope one of you has something good to tell me. Well, I did finish season one of Ozark. I enjoyed that. But yeah, I, I agree with you on the, the pacing, I guess. It's kind of slow. And you can only really watch about one episode a day. But like for me, I get so much anxiety watching it because everything's going wrong. And then just at the the end, it barely goes right. And that's just kind of like the episode-to-episode thing there. Like, it's just, it's weird. I'm with you. I'm with you. Zach, I finished with Millions. Nice. Did you like it? Did you like the ending? Uh, it got worse as the show progressed, I'll be honest yeah. with that. <laughs> it wasn't bad, though. No, it wasn't bad, but yeah, like the middle parts got slow and then... The good stuff of them getting arrested is kind of anticlimactic. The one guy <laughs> yeah. getting arrested was cool. I mean, they had to wait for him outside, but yeah, definitely. You need to, what's the next show I need to watch, Zach? Uh, did you watch did Tiger I, King? No, I refuse to watch that show. Well, um, not I, Ozark. I mean, you guys tell me. Yeah, Ozark's a good one to get in on because we can all talk about it. We do have a question about Ozark to start us off. Yeah, it's good. Segwaying. It's good. Segwaying. Uh, from King Jim 77, what do you think Marty Bird from Ozark should do as his next money laundering scheme in addition to the resort, casino, and real estate businesses he is already using? So let's let's back up here. He is basically asking us, if you were to launder money, how would you go about it? Yeah. One thing, do you think that people that actually launder money in real life talk about like the actual words money laundering as much as they did in the first season. Like in like the first couple episodes, there's like, we got to wash this money. I have to clean this money. We are laundering money. Like, I just feel like people don't talk like that if they're criminals. It's just, yeah, it it would probably be only in very isolated conversations about cleaning stuff and, you know, vague terminology that could apply to a, Dry cleaning, not cleaning money. I agree with that. Uh, in episode three, or excuse me, season three, there's a mention. They, they're working on a contract with someone, and they said, what if we uh, threw in an extra $100,000 to do this and this and this? And I'm, I won't, I'm trying not to give away anything. And yeah. the guy they're dealing with uh, calls one of the other partners and just picks up the phone and goes, hey, uh, they want to launder $100,000 through us. To do, is that okay? We get an extra hundred k. They're gonna launder it. You know, it's like the guy. The guy he's dealing with knew exactly. He's trying to be all coy, and he knew exactly what he was doing. Hey, trying to launder some money. So it's uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, I, you know, car washes used to be the way to do it, and and my my friend Will next door that we talk about quite a bit. He actually runs his uncle owns the Willie's car washes, and so Will, ironically, 
uh, <laughs> is, is the day-to-day uh, operations guy. He makes sure everything works, and he's got people under him that you know, when someone has a problem that runs out to help him. Uh, Will's in charge of all that. He's kind of a fix-it kind of guy that can do everything, and he makes sure Willie's car washes are up and running. But they now have to report all their soap usage and water usage so that it fits into the proper parameters for the IRS for the amount of money you're making. Because people used to just claim money was coming in through a, a series of car washes that nobody ever got their car washed at. And that was a pretty brilliant way to do it, actually. But uh, if you're soap and laundry or and water usage, you can fake the soap by just buying soap and you know giving it away. But you can't really fake your, your water bill. So that's how they, they went about it and stopped that. So I can't do that. Um, I don't know, man. It, it fascinates me how they wash that much money. You know, you know, you're talking about millions of dollars a month coming through. What kind of businesses, even in the Ozarks, in the, in the Ozarks. generate that year-round? Now, I can see a casino and restaurant and bar and whatever else they got cooking down there in the Ozarks. Uh, in the summertime, could potentially do it, but year round, I I don't see it. And I think what's also unwritten is, or unsaid in that, that he's doing it other ways. He's doing it digitally too, um, you know, washing money to uh, get it back to the cartel. Oh, I just gave away some. Yeah, I don't know what business I would open, but I do have a conspiracy about a couple of businesses in Manhattan. Not really a couple, one business in particular a financial institution that I've never met anybody use. I think that that could be a front for something. Huh, yeah. I I don't know. You know? Yeah. I mean, like it's just stuff like that. Like just find some business that just kind of seems closed or just doesn't really seem to do much business. You don't know anybody that uses it. And yet it's open. It's still free. Yet it's open and there's someone in there barely. Maybe the lights are on that day. Maybe they're not. I don't know. I just think it's kind of strange to have a a financial institution that for a long time looked like it was closed, but then you open up a new location somewhere else. Just, I don't know, a little strange to me. I agree. I agree. I uh, I don't know. Anytime you're, you got to kind of deal with a cash business where people are paying a lot of cash, so... I mean, honestly, that's a big reason why strip joints are the mob and cartels kind of go towards strip joints because there's so cash, so much cash yeah. through there. Um, I like how I like how King Jim left that one out, and that's like one of the the first ones. <laughs> yeah, plus it's a good family business to own. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've well, got a lot of single moms around with kids, and it's you know you can have a lot of picnics for the staff. Well, Wilkes Henchman, I don't really know what he is, his assistant or whatever, when he comes up to them and they're in the new office building at the beginning of season two and they're like trying to get the casino bill passed. And he's like, well, you guys already run a funeral home, a resort and a strip strip club. Like basically you already look pretty sketchy with all these places anyway. (laughs) True. It was kind of funny. True. That's that's always cracks me up. That is the excuse that Manhattan uses for keeping away gentlemen's clubs, as it brings in an unseemly element. It's not the fact that you know they're trying to say looking at boobs will send you to hell, but it might bring in the mob, like cartel and mob activities 
don't exist in Manhattan because I guarantee they do. They've infiltrated every part of our life. And what proves that is there's a drug trade everywhere. There's a drug trade everywhere. So at some level, you know, it's already in your community. It's just amazing how the prohibition um, of all drugs has created that. I think some drugs should be illegal, certainly, but it's the same thing that happened with alcohol during the actual prohibition. That The mob came into our everyday lives. It was an industry created of smuggling alcohol. Next question is from Wizard6294. Should Bryce Brown be considered a K-State draft yes. pick? I th- and he, yes, says yes. he thinks he only suited up for one one game for K-State. I don't know how many games. It was less than five. I think he only played. and He played at Miami and refused to block for the quarterback and stretch his arms out to catch up screen pass uh, and then didn't play for K-State ever again. Um but, yeah, I mean, he, he went into the draft as being out of Kansas State because that was his last stop. I mean, it yeah. counts. It, count, it, it technically counts. He was in the draft as a player from Kansas State. It wasn't like we laid claim to Bryce Brown, you know, because he played at Tennessee. And, you know, it, he was in the draft as a Kansas State player. So, yeah, he does count, even though it's – It's not like – It was a good It's out. not like if Winston – if Winston Dimmel gets drafted this year, he's not. But if he did, you know, it would be out of UTEP and not K-State. Right. right. So, I, I mean, it's it counts. I don't think there's any – it might seem like a sorry excuse, and I know K-State's good at, good at extending things and spinning it the way they want it, but I don't think there's really much spin there. That was his last school. That's that's what it is. That's those are the rules. And it makes me feel better too that Bryce Brown, when he got into the league, gave a lot of credit to Coach Snyder that he held him yeah. responsible for his actions and made him accountable. And that's why that's the two reasons why I don't think Bill would have ever survived going to a place where you went and got five star kids because so many of them just couldn't function under his demands of being accountable. Because those kids have always gotten by. I don't want to say all kids, but a lot of those five-star kids throughout their lives have gotten by just because they're the best kid on the team and they didn't have to show up for everything. The coach was going to always play them. That doesn't work with Bill Snyder. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think it will function for the kids. And I think uh, Bill would have probably not had enough players to field a team at times by his own rules or he'd have to give in. And then the Snyder system wouldn't have worked. From Wagcat, for Fitz, what is the one thing you wish you would have known when you started this business and maybe something you've learned the hard way instead of some sort of foresight you wish you had uh, so you'd own your own island by now? Uh, I'm going to be blunt here. I I apologize if this makes people um, upset. I overestimated, um, and I'm talking about the magazine that we killed off a couple years ago. Uh, I overestimated the market. I thought there was more K-State fans. And I can't remember when it was, but Tim Weiser told me how many non-student ticket accounts they had, you know, during uh, for football. And I was astonished at how low it was. I can't remember the number now. But, I mean, basically it added up to, on average, every account had 4.5 tickets on average. So you subtract the students from that, and I think it was over five, actually. It just, it was like, oh, wow. You know, there's 
There's not as many fans out there as I thought. I think the biggest thing, if I could change anything, would be go back in time and graduate from a different school, which I don't want. But from terms of this business, if you're at Texas or Ohio State or Michigan or, you know, one of those schools, you're at such an enormous advantage. If you have a national fan base in football, you're at an enormous advantage in this industry. So I'm really proud of what we did with the website, considering the fan base. I mean, we were in the top 15 at Rivals and. Um, you know, we were the only ones in our market at the time, and you know, we did a lot of really cool stuff. But uh, it, yeah, I just overestimated how many K State fans were out there, and and that was being young and naive. Uh, and it was secondary to that. With that in hand, uh, I I made the mistake that most small businesses make is I, I turned it into um, more than just business. It, that magazine became my baby. And I, I, I tell people like this, I, I have a, I had an elderly dog that I refused to put down and it peed and barfed all over my house financially for three to five years longer than it should have before I put it down. And when you're dealing with a business, you got to know when to, it's not about family or whatever your feelings. It's about business. It's the biggest lesson you got to learn in small business it's about business. Um, and at the same time, you got to balance out with treating employees like family and doing that. But, you know, I, I don't hide the fact that myself or any of my employees get paid what they're worth. We just we don't have the financial resources to do that. Um, we could do a lesser job with fewer employees and I'd probably make more money. But even Wags, in, in hindsight, I wouldn't do that. I just I wouldn't enjoy that. And I'm not sure you get away with it at Kansas State. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe there's some evidence to the contrary, but I, I, I see the other schools that you know don't travel on the road very often at all. Don't, don't have many employees. They just put everything into recruiting, and spreading rumors. And I don't know. I, you know, it's been hard to cover recruiting for Kansas State, and now with the Chris Kleiman era, it's changed dramatically. Long answer. From Wizard six two nine four, what brands are you most loyal to? Could be for alcohol, cars, clothing, tools, etc. Are the examples he gave? Zach, you need Tanner's. What was that? Tanner, Tanner's high low and the fridge. Nice, very good answer. Very, very good answer. We're done with the question. Uh, Zach, I know, <laughs> I know a couple of your things that you're very loyal to. Yeah. What are they? Uh, I'm your, curious. Your car. That's fair. Your phone. Yeah. But and, I and your porn site. Uh, no. <laughs> I didn't know that. I just tried to throw that in to see if you'd answer. Um, yeah, I guess I guess phone, but I feel like being being team iPhone isn't really as much as being brand loyal but yes i guess i wouldn't use a phone other than an iPhone but i feel like something that's such a commodity i guess i don't really see that as i use i like it's it's i don't know i don't see it as a status symbol or or anything else it's just it's what gets the job done the best but sure i guess i'm brand loyal but 
Um, for me, it's definitely Ray-Ban eyewear. Huh? I used to buy $10, $20 sunglasses and just let them crap out on me all the time. But then once I bought a pair of Ray-Bans, I haven't worn anything else. And then I started buying Ray-Ban glasses, too. I don't really wear glasses that much because I wear contacts, but my eyesight is so bad that whenever I buy glasses, I always buy you know, I get a decent discount for, for buying them since I bought my contacts with classes together. Um, but I just, you know, I, I pay a whole bunch of money to get these, these nice classes basically half off. Um, so I always just go with Ray-Ban frames and now I just get the same Ray-Ban frames so I can swap the lenses out. So those frames will last for forever if you don't beat them up. Um, that, and then probably like Red Bull energy drinks. I won't drink another energy drink. Interesting. I won't drink Bang or Monster Red Bull. Gills? That's it. You got anything, Gills? I, well, funny thing. Did you know my mom and stepdad actually got married at Tanner's? Get out. They didn't, pardon me, they had um, their reception at reception. Tanner's. Pardon me. Pardon me, big difference That there. sounded really but, redneck. <laughs> yeah, that's over the parking. We're very... Redneck, but they had their first date there. Our dog's name is Tanner. Tanner is very close to our our hearts, but I I don't know if this is a brand, but Quick Trip. I love Quick Trip. Um, it's, it's a way of life. You know, I go to Quick Trip all the time. Um, it's just part of the experience. You know, there's gas stations and there's Quick Trip. Um, you know, I would I would be willing to pay extra, and I do pay extra for gas if it's cheaper somewhere else. I don't care. I go to Quick Trip and fill up my tank there just because I like the way they do stuff. Do you go inside when you buy gas or do you just go and buy gas? Usually I would always use my credit card, but since I started working at Pizza Hut, you know, I get cash money. So I use my tip money to pay for gas. So now I go inside. Ooh, that's another way to launder money fits. Be hmm. a delivery service. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> that's interesting. Yeah, I would they be, tip me a hundred dollars for this pizza. I'd probably be pretty loyal to Quick Trip if we had one in Manhattan. I mean, I love Quick Trip, so we just don't have one, and why it just baffles me. It seems like it'd be a perfect market for it. Um, yep. I, I'm. You brought up energy drinks. I'm very brand loyal to Five Hour for whatever reason. Of course, I, it's an efficient delivery system for my caffeine addiction. Uh, I am very brand loyal to Apple, except when it comes to my phone, for whatever reason. That will probably change in the near future. I, I think Android did a brilliant job of making a more usable interface, uh, at least in the beginning, than iPhone did, which was the whole thing about Apple. That's why I loved Apple, was the interface was so much more consumer-friendly than MS-DOS, I guess is the words I'm looking for. Uh, other brands, I've fallen in love with Dodge. I, I left him for one car and went back. <laughs> I, yep. You know, I, I think I'll always have a Durango. Uh, I would love a Challenger. Um, I mean, there's, they just have really cool cars. So, I mean, I guess I'd probably get a Dodge minivan if I had to. Huh. Uh, let's see. What other brands? Uh, I am pretty brand loyal. I was always very loyal to Walgreens until they completely gutted their uh, loyalty point system and and <laughs> kind of took the uh, took the purpose of going there out of it. So now I 
Wait, they don't have it anymore? They have it, but they they flattened out all of the the amounts. The rewards. The rewards. So uh, they used to have a reward that when you got over a certain amount, you got fifty dollars, and it you know kind of broke the scaling math. And so I just hold on to my points and use the fifty. Well, now you can't use anything over ten, and it's all five dollar increments, all the same math. And so I switched to all my subscriptions. Subscriptions. I switched to all my prescriptions to pill pack which is amazon i guess i'm unintentionally loyal to amazon which is unfortunate uh particularly love your alexa uh i love yeah i've turned into i can't say her name uh because she'll start talking right now but i do love her uh the the libertarian has these devices all over the house and folks i mean all over the house i still have at least one room I want to add one in. Let me do the quick math. Office, bedroom, master bath, kitchen, living room, bar. <laughs> so I've got six in this house, and I need to add one for the the living room downstairs, the theater room, for the sole reason that eventually, when this is all said and done, we will have another party in the dog room and invite people and get all close to each other. We're, we're plotting our entire neighborhood are plotting a, a cul-de-sac party where maybe we'd even put a stage at the end of the cul-de-sac and get a Nick Walsh to come play or something. But, um, yeah, I am loyal to her. Although yesterday a buddy called and I had told her to pause the music and she did. Uh, and then she just started blaring ELO out of the bathroom. Alexa. Oh, crap. Oh, sorry. Oh, she's offline. Our, oh. inter- our Internet is completely down. Oh, I heard her. Yeah, that's why our Zoom crashed. Our internet is completely down. That's what. Uh, she, she Thanks, Alexa. Yeah, uh, you're you're pretty brand loyal to Life Is Good. I am. I am. I'm. The, you know me very well. I'm very brand loyal to Life Is Good. It and Sketchers, you loser. I, just <laughs> yeah, boomer. Uh, it's so boomer. <laughs> Nike and Skechers. I mean, I, almost all my shoes are one of. Well, that's not true. Um, I have really comfortable Skechers, and what I like about them is they're comfortable, uh, but you only pay like forty, fifty bucks, and then you can get something new, and they're comfortable again. You know, you don't invest a couple hundred dollars and kind of get stuck with them. Yeah, I I do get very brand loyal. I, if you know, I'm, I'm just that way. If something's comfortable, I don't see a need to change. If I'm enjoying it, and I'm that way with with Tanners or you know other places in Aggieville, so long in Lucha. Um, you know, I'm just if I'm comfortable, I'm I'm good. I'm good, and you know, I don't get into the high low as often as I need to, just because I get stuck on that corner. You know, and you know, I, I'm at Tanners, so I cross the street and go to the, one of the other places. But that's that's just me. I don't like to walk when I'm having a fun time because I might fall down. I'm brand loyal to gravity. I I will always have gravity around to remind me it's time to go home because I've fallen down. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Next question is from King Jim 77. If you were elected dictator for a day, which it sounds like an oxymoron, if I'm using the term correctly, this doesn't sound right being elected dictator, but all right. Uh, but could you, you could only make one major change to government. What change would you make? I would bring sports back. Huh. Yeah, there you go. We know where, where Gills resides in the heart <laughs> of sports fans. I would make marijuana legal. I would take the criminality out of it. I would take the criminality out of it, um, bring study of it into the open, keep it away from pharmaceutical companies. I mean, let's be honest, that's what it's about. It alleviates pain. Uh, It helps comfort uneven emotions. It's great for the snack food industry. And pharmaceutical companies can't make a buck off of it. Um, It would help growers medical people and just people that enjoy having a tote and before you go judging them as you drink your nightly scotch think about it stop and think about it so i think that's the one thing i would do i think if i ran for president if i was one of these two candidates that was our choices right now however awesome or tragic you view the system I would make that pledge right now. We will decriminalize marijuana at the federal level. If the states want to make it a criminal, a state offense, that's fine. But we're done putting people in jail for something that grows out of God's green earth. And that person would get elected. I really believe that. That hasn't always been true. But in our current environment, there are a lot of people on all sides of the political spectrum that are ready for this. I think this prohibition's gone too far. This overtime is very serious. Have you noticed? It's very serious. Laundering money and now changing government. Yeah, love it. I don't know what I. I don't know what I would change. I. I, <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't change any way we elect people. I wouldn't change anything really. I don't know. I. I I'm at a loss. I'm glad you guys had better answers than me, but. <laughs> But I, I literally can't think of of anything. Maybe make, I don't know, another two or three more holidays, maybe at least one national holiday a month, kind of like like a bank holiday or whatever. Um, I don't know. That's I would, I would take I away speed limits. Doesn't Europe, don't, they don't do that, right? Uh, in Germany on the Autobahn, there's a safety speed, but you're not going to be punished if you go yeah. over it. I would do that. That'd be my answer, my real answer. Mm, I like that. Uh, Maybe eliminate a state. What state should we eliminate? Make every state. Make everybody compete to be for down to 49. Maybe expand. Conference expansion for the United States? Like, Yeah. <laughs> we, we just look at Canada and say, hey, we're taking I mean, your land, bitches. I mean, British Columbia is... 
uh, a bit of a, a hassle for Alaska. Right. So I think that if you maybe maybe take over British Columbia, you pick up Vancouver, nice. some really beautiful area, Whistler. Yep. Um, you'd take claim to the 2010 Olympics. You know, like it's just I think it'd be a good move if you're going to add a state and then maybe get rid of California. I don't know. Uh, yeah. On the state venue, I'd probably combine the Dakotas. I mean, isn't it just one big Dakota in our hearts? I mean, does it really matter if you're in North or South Dakota? It's Dakota. Probably do that. I think Vermont, New Hampshire, you, you need to partner up. It's Ooh, yeah, that's that's a good merger. Yeah. I mean, come on, guys. Get together. I'd probably split up California because it's such a weird state. I mean, if you're in Texas, outside of Austin, everything's kind of the same. You know what I mean? Everyone kind of is on yeah. the same page. Austin's gotten very um, to the left of the rest of the state, which is fine. It's just, but in in California, you've got really conservative rural areas compared to the LA's and San Francisco's that have those people have no representation essentially because nothing they want ever gets passed. I mean, farmers desperately need more resources like reservoirs, and California just, I mean, they they won't build reservoirs and do a lot of things. I don't know. It I would invade Canada. I'd also invade Bermuda and the Bahamas and uh any really nice place. I want that. I want that. And I'd probably invade Cuba. Let's get Cuba back. I'm finding out that I would be a very military driven dictator and I didn't say <laughs> that. But while I'm sending off your sons and daughters to war You'll be stoned, and you won't give a crap. So there we go. <laughs> hey, there you go. From Exhausted Nihilist, what is the most unique Zoom background you have observed? Well, uh, I, I was in a, a Zoom drinking night with my buddies, and one of our guys kept putting up bad photos of everyone else in the background of their <laughs> <laughs> It's a little distracting. Um Really, I can't mention the other one I'm thinking of right now because it goes too way too far. Uh, yeah, it was just like, oh, dear. Oh, no. That man has no clothes on. Oh. Yeah. But was he covered? Like, was the person, was the subject that was on camera? Yes. Were they covering the proper bits yes. on but the background? Well, just say okay. it's a it, it's a very well-known photo of a... An African American gentleman that pops up quite often <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> that guy's a legend. He is legendary. Oh, for so many reasons. And I saw someone, this was the worst thing I've seen ever. I mean, ever. Someone had put that photo up in front of a hand sanitizer. Oh, yep. I've seen that so one. So when you put your hand under the sanitizer, shot out of you, too much information. I I don't think I know what photo you're talking about. Oh, dear. I'll send it to you, Zach. <laughs> oh, okay. Dear. I've got him. a video. i got to send you guys. It uh, may or may not involve him. Actually, Gills, do you have that photo like somewhere where you can get it right now to send it to him so he can view yes. it live on the air? I will. Yeah. I will send it right now to Zach. I've got, yeah. it, I've got it in my camera roll. Is that bad? No, that's not Are bad. incognito messages a thing? 
Can can you open up an incognito <laughs> message? Jeez. First porn and now this for Zach, huh? Oh my god. Oh, this I'm is... I'm waiting. I I'm finding it. Give me one moment. Man, it's so deep in your camera roll. It's it's under the. I got it like a month ago. Yeah. It's Did you the... save it in your in your uh, calculator app? I just sent it to you. Oh, <laughs> calculator app. It's under the folder. <laughs> Big that. D. <laughs> <laughs> Stay safe, Zach. There's a lot of germs out there. Okay. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I like how it looks. It looks like a pickle because the the uh, Purella is green. This this, this hand sanitizer to, to everybody listening along at home. This picture that Ryan Gilbert just sent me is a a hand sanitizer bottle. It is Purell. It is green. It, it is the soothing gel. Uh, variety. So if you went to your local Target or Walmart, this is it would not be the green. same one I saw. Um, and then we got this uh, fellow <laughs> here. What's his name? Uh, it's gotta be. It's gotta be Richard. <laughs> I don't know, but like, what bothers me about this is his torso doesn't match the size of his thighs or his head. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's out of proportions in many ways. In many, yeah, but the the, the pickle that I'm talking about here <laughs> seems normal. I don't Ish. know. This is the same one I've seen. Fitz, are I'll you going to see me? <laughs> no, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I well, too bad. Oh God, here. It oh, goes. you're getting it. You're getting it. Oh, it to the group. Uh, yeah, let's send to Wally right now with no caption. Uh, oh, this isn't at all what I was talking about. Oh, really? Uh, no, no. I no. Mine. The one I was talking about is much more graphic and disturbing than that. <laughs> you, you said it was hand sanitizer, though, right? Yeah, but this was the one that you walk up to, like at. Uh, a doctor's office or arena and put oh. your hand under and it spits white foam into your hand. <laughs> so I think we've gone down uh, this road a little bit too far. I will find that yeah, and send we, it to you later. Okay. Please do. Please Appreciate do. it. Uh, <laughs> back to the topic, though. For me, I saw a TikTok <laughs> where this guy I saw a TikTok where this guy was, uh, he was in class uh, you know, back in March when Zoom was just becoming all the rage for uh, for taking online courses. Um, but every day of class, he had a different, like, costume he would put on, and he'd make the background, uh, like, correspond. But the best one he did was he put up a picture of Fenway Park, and he dressed up like a Boston Red Sox player. Like, he had a jersey and a hat. Like, awesome. like just looking at the grid of everybody, it looked like he was there, like, could give an interview, like, on – on MLB Network or whatever, baseball tonight. <laughs> That's awesome. From Adam K sixty three, last question of the podcast. How funny was it that in the last dance on ESPN they referred to Barack Obama as a former Chicago resident <laughs> and Bill Clinton as the former governor of Arkansas? That yeah. was weird. That was weird. While while yes, it's funny. Here's the explanation that I've come up with myself. Since this took place in the 80s and 90s, you know, in 97, 98, yes, 
Bill Clinton was the president throughout the 90s, but Barack Obama was literally a Chicago resident for the Chicago Bulls things. Right. But also, you you obviously know who they are. So, like, it doesn't matter if their lower third says 44th, 42nd president of the United States. You know who they are as the president. But you need context for why are why do we need to hear from the president talking about why? You know, why are they important in this documentary compared to Michael Jordan, you know, or Scotty Pippen? Right. And that's 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 the context. There, but yes, I, it's funny. It's hilarious. It's funny. But also kind of the joke is, yes, you obviously know them as the president, but they're not weighing in as if they were the president. They're weighing in based on those titles that they put on the screen. And that's how they knew the player. I mean, Barack Obama knew him from being a resident of Chicago. And Bill Clinton knew Scottie Pippen from being governor of Arkansas. It had nothing to do with their presidency. But, yeah, it, it did crack me up, former resident of Chicago. If you're going to have a former resident of Chicago, there's millions of options. Why would you happen to pick Barack Obama? That's a good point. If you're going to have the caption be former Chicago resident. Because, I thought that was funny, too. Yeah, because he was president. <laughs> so it's got a cyclical in it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to other strange credits they give <laughs> in this show. I love they featured Scottie Pippen because, guys, I don't think your generation really appreciates how good Scottie Pippen was. You know, Zach, I'm not even sure if he's in the Hall of Fame. Is he in the Hall of Fame? I mean, what made them a dynasty was Jordan, of course, but Scottie Pippen was so incredible as his Robin, as they you know describe it. It was just amazing. If you did anything to really try to take away Michael that got excessive, Pippen would just take over the game because he could do a lot of the same things. So, no, P Pippen is in the Hall of Fame. He, he is? is a two-time Hall. He is a two-time Hall of Famer. Uh, how yeah. did you get into he, the Hall of Fame twice? Uh, for his individual career, and then as a member of the Dream Team. Oh, I see. So it's like uh, yeah, being in Fleetwood Mac and getting in individually. Right. It's like I just uh, Mick Scotty. Foley making the WWE Hall of Fame as Mick Foley and Mankind or whatever his other alter egos are, you know? Uh, we reached a lot yeah. of audience with the Fleetwood Mac and WWE comparisons. Uh, like Ryan Gilbert could end up in the Food Delivery Hall of Fame for Pizza <laughs> Hut, and then if he transitions to, like, DoorDash – he could work his way in under that heading too. Be awesome. That's the plan. That's yeah. I'm glad we focused your career so narrowly. Podcasting occasionally, delivering food constantly. Ryan Gills Gilbert is here to help you. That's it. That's all we got. Except for the podcast. This one was so much easier to do than the questions podcast earlier in the week that came in seventeen parts that I had to put together. <laughs> We'll talk to you next week. Remember to keep tuning in to Go Power Cat, whether that is on the message boards, the content, or these podcasts, the Power Cat podcast, or the Life of Fitz podcast. If you're not subscribing to both, please do so at Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, anything that sends you podcasts, click subscribe, Pocket Cast, My Pod. Oh, there's a million bizarre ones out there. Do it. You'll feel better about yourself when you see another podcast has arrived right there on your phone. It's like we're in touch with you as soon as it happens.
You've been listening to the PowerCat Overtime Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. PowerCat Podcast, all rights reserved, gopowercat.com and Spirit Street Publishing. Let's go! It's the most all-star studded challenge ever, and this time it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars, new season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.